Hey, Magic fans, Dante Marcatelli here from the Orlando Magic. You're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Paul, Garen, and Mikey. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to Orlando Magic UK's weekly podcast, Penny for Your Thoughts. Uh, I'm joined, as always, with uh, Mr. Mikey Clark and Paul Bacon. And before I ask how you are, guys, I hear you've had a few crying incidents this week. So uh, do you want to elaborate on um, your situation? Do we have to talk, do we, mate, do we have to talk about a 7-0 drubbing? Really? <laughs> There's no need to bring that one up. That's that is just cruel. You can't start a podcast like that. Hey, mate, how you doing? How did how did you enjoy your seven nil loss? That's just wrong. Well, it, well, it's better than being close to relegation in the championship. So uh, you've yeah, got just, that. Yeah, close to relegation in the Premiership just feels so much better. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Right, I'm not talking to you first at night. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikey, you've got over your uh, little crying incident. Well, well, Paul seems to think because I had my my uh, booster this afternoon, that's why I was crying. But it was more to do with my uh, my car and BMW wanting to spank me by eight hundred quid to uh, have a couple of batteries fitted. So, uh, yeah, I'm more crying because it's close to Christmas and I've got to find a nice sum of cash. But uh, <laughs> apart from that, I'm all right. Good stuff. Did, good to be stuff. fair, mate, you did sit there saying, she really hurt me. She really hurt me. She stabbed me really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she did make me bleed, though. I'll yeah. give you that. She gave you a plaster. <laughs> she did not give me a plaster. She just turned around and she goes, oh, it's bleeding. And that was it. And I was like, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah. I'll stop it myself then. <laughs> yeah. Get sticker. Oh, cool. I, I, yeah, I didn't, a I didn't get a sticker. I didn't even get a little sweet or anything, honestly. It's yeah. terrible. Other than those instances, you, you're both good, though, yeah? <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah, Sam. All good well here, pal. You? Good stuff. Yeah, well, good here, mate. Oh, I can't complain. It's nearly Friday. so. Uh, um, but let's move on. We, we are delighted to be joined uh, this week by Connell Lacey, who is the fourth member of Orlando Magic UK, who's going to be helping us with all our social media accounts, specifically Instagram and TikTok, because us old timers don't really know how to use it, let's be honest, do we? Other than Paul with his flossing moves. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, welcome, Connell. How are you, mate? You good? I'm good, yeah. I'm really excited to be a part of this. I mean, you say with the Instagram and the TikTok, what I've found is I'm in a race against the Orlando Magic social media admin for a TikTok. Because, I mean, I had one in my drafts the other day. It was going to be a you know classic TikTok trend. I'm not sure how much, if I explain to you guys, you, you might get onto it. But um, And then, anyway, open up my feed page. First thing, Orlando Magic have made the exact same TikTok that I've just been making. So it's, it's a race against time, definitely, with... The Orlando Magic social media have me, but no, it's a really, really fun thing to be a part of, and I'm really happy to be joining you guys today. Good stuff. And just a bit of background, you're a Liverpool fan, so we've got two Liverpool fans on the same podcast. So, uh, Paul, it's me and you against them. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell, tell us a little uh, bit more about G. yourself, mate? Okay, just me. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I'm currently studying at Northumbria University. I've got... I'm actually representing the kit right now. Um... Yeah. I'm up there, I'm in my second year doing sport management. I 
I'm mainly involved in football, so I do a lot of football coaching. I do a bit of work for DFA, stuff like that. But um, basketball is something that I've always really enjoyed, but I've never really kind of found a way to work that into any sort of kind of more formal setting. And then a sort of, well, formal setting, I'm here talking to you guys now. It depends what you're classing as a formal <laughs> setting. But um, <laughs> uh, no, I thought this is kind of a, per- this is a perfect way to you know, take my interest that step further and see, you know, where it might lead me in my you know, career potentially one day. Awesome. Good stuff. No, we're glad to have you. We're glad to have you. So uh, we'll just uh, get to some magic news before we get to the guest section where we'll find out a little bit more about your magic fandom, etc. cetera. Um, so uh, first of all, if you haven't listened to the podcast from Monday, we were fortunate enough to have Greg Anthony join the podcast. Uh, and it was quite an episode, wasn't it, guys? It was a, a good hour of talking and uh, a lot of good stuff coming from uh, Cole's father. Um, so, yeah, be sure to check that out. Um, injury news. Um, nothing changed Changed with Mark Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Michael Carter-Williams, Jalen Suggs and Etwan Moore. Mo, um, Mo Bamba and Gary Harris were um, additions to the injury list after last night's game against Atlanta. I believe they're day-to-day, but be sure to check Paul's previews for all the latest on the injuries. Um, Stephen Curry, which I know Paul's a massive fan of, um, surpassed Hello. Ray Allen. With Wait, you can't, you can't hate genius. No, G can G- hate a genius. G, well, G can, yeah. He's just a, a hater. good player. He, he's yeah. a good player. He's a good player. He, but he doesn't play for our team. So there we go. Um, yeah, so like I said, he surpassed Ray Allen with the most threes uh, made, draining his second three ball on Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden. Um, Orlando Magic UK uh, community member Ollie Law was there. So um, Ollie was lucky enough to see a bit of history. Um, and he sent a video, didn't he, to, to our little. Um, he did. Little group. He was, of, he was um, right behind the shot as well, wasn't he? When he went in, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. low down as well. He had it. He had a good view of that. He was very lucky. He did. He did. Really good position for that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's just the guy is brilliant, and you know, it, I, I was really jealous of Ollie to actually be there to witness something like that. It's, it's going to be a long while before that's bettered. Yeah. That if ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Cole Anthony, maybe about fifteen seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did watch last night's game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get to that later. Hey, hey, everybody um, can have a bad before, night. Everybody G, can have a bad night. Gee, before we move on, I I wanna I wanna find out why you hate Steph Curry so much. I don't hate him. I just I don't That's like That's not his... what you said in our WhatsApp group the other day. Oh, he's just annoying. He's little shitty. He's just I don't know. He he doesn't play for us. He doesn't play for us. So I've got you know, he's a good player. So that, we'll annoying, leave that. that annoying little shimmy. And, uh, yeah, only that. shimmy shake if you play for the Magic. That's the rule. Only shimmy shake if you play for the Magic. <laughs> good. good man, Connell. You tell him, mate. You wouldn't catch me shimmy shaking. No chance. <laughs> hey, we might find Paul on TikTok doing a shimmy shake. That's it. I should be, I should be practising for, for Connell's next video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should be shaking a floss. That'll, that'll run up the views for sure. And the magic. <laughs> and you won't have any Awkward. problem with the magic beating you to that one. Completely. No, probably not. No, I should be okay. I should be in the clear. 
Um, so the next uh, bit of news, uh, COVID, unfortunately, is rife in the NBA, uh, with the Chicago Bulls having had a few games cancelled this week. Um, a few LA Lakers have also gone down with it, and I believe a few of the Brooklyn Nets, who we play on Saturday, um, they've been given um, some sort of exception to sign a few players. And I did see that Langston Galloway, the magic killer, has signed for them. So he, no doubt, will be suiting up for the Nets on Saturday. Um, the last bit of news is the NBA uh, released a list on Tuesday. Well, not the NBA, the ESPN did. Right, where did I put that note? Um, and essentially, it ranked the top 75 jerseys of all time. Okay, so you've got your city jerseys, everything going back since ever. So the magic featured three times on it, okay? So I've spoken to Mikey about this, so he can't jump in and, and, and try and guess which one's got where, right? So the magic placed in three positions. So the first position was in fourth place, fourth best out of everything. Then you've had the 33rd place and then the 71st. So let's just go between Connell and Paul and see if we can um, guess which jerseys ended up where okay and then we'll just have a little bit of a chat about the, the top five so any guesses on the, what ended up fourth I mean I guess it's it's really subjective isn't it because I think that one of my favourite all time magic shows is actually the one that Paul's got on now I thought when they did that uh, only a few seasons ago I thought it was nice but there's no way that one so recent ranks so high I think there's a lot of kind of nostalgia bias in there so you may be looking at something back from 95 sort of time as a higher up one I don't know Paul what do you think uh, I would be going sort of a, a blue pins like this yeah 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 so you, you would both be correct in that that was number four on the list so obviously that's a city classic um, it, was, it was a remake of the 95 yeah blue road jersey which was four so in 33rd place do you want to uh, again I'm I'm tempted by the McGrady star one that we've that uh, was what I was going to go for yeah the, the but I tell you what, cannot, we both agree let's go with that one let's okay, do it Mikey yeah. Tracy McGrady Mikey what what you know what it is I'm not saying. I'm going to let you guys guess it. Okay. So, uh, in fact, it was the black pinstripe, the road pinstripe oh. from 1989 through 1987. Oh, right. okay. So, uh, a lot of people thought that might have been the top one over the blue, but I think we're all, um, you know, more fans of the blue one. Um, and in 71st place, you may have already said it. I'm going to say, we're sticking with it, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll stick the, that. The, the blue stars jersey. So, interestingly enough, um, Mikey's already had a chat with me about this, so I feel like I've disincluded him here. But can you guess what the top three were ever? One of them must be the Raptors jersey. And that is exactly what we said. Yeah, The purple Raptors we... jersey has got to be up there. Put what? number one, that's for me. And then for, in terms of the other ones... It's, it's hard because you've got to kind of put yourself in the mind of the people that are making this list because if they put a Lakers or Celtics jersey up there, that's probably going to do their list more favours in terms of who's going to agree with it because, you know, they, they've got two of the biggest fan bases. So 
I don't, I, I don't think it personally, but I think ESPN will have put a Lakers jersey up there. Um, he's good, isn't he? Maybe, he's good. He's maybe, maybe, he I don't know. I'm trying to get into the mind. I'm trying to get into the mind. It's good. Maybe, it's good to be, isn't it? It's got to be about 2000, 2000, 2001 season Lakers jersey, maybe. Um, and then and they've got the 78 and 99 LA Lakers Showtime jersey, which I believe is the quote gold mm-hmm. or yellow, if you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a bucket there, Mikey? Yeah, I think I need one. <laughs> I might need yeah, another so, one in a minute. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you want to do you want to try for number two? You're on the right lines. Um. So what? Number two is not the Raptors now. No, it's not. I, I believe that's, the Raptors may have been about fifteen. That's really? very controversial. That is it's that's not iconic. Not, it's not, not iconic jersey. Yeah, we can hold our hands up to that. Yeah. I mean, maybe you should have gone to a fan vote. I think that was the one. I mean, if you say them along the right lines, is it a Celtics jersey? It is the Celtics jersey. That classic really? jersey they've had since 1901, as uh, Elliot Wade from Hooping and Luton uh, so eloquently put. So, um, yeah, it's the green Boston Celtics classic jersey. Well, if that's, if that's how they're deciding it, third must be a Knicks jersey or something. Because if we're just going by ranked of fan bases... It's That's, not the next jersey, I, but it I is. would have gone with I would have gone with the Bulls, Jordan. Yes, era. yes. So it's right not a ranking more. of jerseys at all. It's just a ranking of no. popularity, and we came fourth. So That's okay. We, we came fourth. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. And then in fifth was the Denver Nuggets, um, sort of mountain. You know the Alex English jersey yeah. from the eighties. Yes, that one. Interesting for me. Um, I like the Sonic Space Needle jersey from the 90s. That ended up 70. What? Shocking. Who made Shocking. this list? ESPN. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Someone might be getting a P45 in the morning. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> right. So moving on. Um, just uh, plug time. So please support today's episode and visit Fanatics UK on our affiliate links in the description. Shop officially licensed sports jerseys, merchandise, and fan apparel, including NBA, NFL, MLB, and all football and rugby that are available. Uh, this also includes international delivery. Please use our code MAGICUK10 uh, at the checkout for 10% off your order. Uh, please note some exclusions do apply. Right, that's out the way with. So let's get on to knowing Connell a little bit more. So, mate, um, tell us how long you've been a Magic fan and how it started. So I must have technically been a Magic fan since 2008 because I moved out to Orlando uh, and I lived out there for four years between 2008 2012. And in the timeline of being a Magic fan, obviously 2008 was you know not the worst time to start. I was young at the time, but um, there was obviously a lot of buzz, a lot of hype around what the team were doing. And um, I kind of got into it then. I also went to school with a couple of the players' kids when I was over there. So um, I kind of was just immersed in it throughout any kind of choice, really. It was, a, it, was a, it was a big thing when I was over there. And then I moved back in 2012, kind of fell off it a bit, but we go back there on holiday every year. And uh, we'd always go to a few games, like me and my family, sometimes with my friends that I've still got over there. And um, I just had kind of forgot what a fun sport it is to watch. Like, obviously, you say Mike and I are Liverpool fans, we all watch football, but... 
I, in terms of the entertainment and enjoyment that I get from watching a game, I much prefer to watch a basketball game. So I kind of fell back in love with it, if you will. And obviously, I wasn't going to change what team I supported. I was a Magic fan. I've been a, you know, I'd had Magic jersey since I was a kid. So I was always going to be a Magic fan. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of got more and more into it. I, stay, I mean, I'm a uni student, so my sleep schedule is not amazing. So I stay up to watch quite a few of the games. And then um, I thought, you know, I might as well see what else there is to do and then I ended up giving this a go but yeah my, my life is very magic orientated I've got a few Dwight Howard posters on the wall there which is controversial right. probably but um, the, the photos are cool to have but yeah it's it's from being in Orlando really it's I support my local team which not many people can say they do in basketball Bob. absolutely so who did you go to school with there Connell? Uh well if I'm gonna, if I'm going to name drop uh, Jason Williams <laughs> son uh, he was in my class and then Jimmy and Nelson's kids and Shaq's kids as well so yeah it was some, some, cool. some famous and then there was me who's now sitting here <laughs> trying to use it as my claim to fame on the Penny for Your Thoughts nothing podcast. wrong with that mate nothing wrong with that no, I mean I'm sure they're tuning in if you're watching hi guys it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome awesome good stuff so that's what's your fa- so it might be a slightly obvious question, but what's your favourite moment being a Magic fan? Well, I, I'm not sure what you're thinking of. My favourite moment being the, Mag- being the Magic fan, there's more than one of us, a Magic fan, uh, was probably the DJ Augustine shot against Toronto in the playoffs a couple of years back. I was in Orlando at the time. I know the game was obviously over in Canada, but um, I was in Orlando and I was in my hotel and there were a few of the Magic fans in the hotel and normally when I watch a, ma- a Magic game, it's by myself because my family aren't really into it or like with a housemate who maybe has a bet on it. So they only really care about the result of their bet more than the game. <laughs> um, but watching that shot go in with actual magic fans around me was something that I'd not really experienced before. And it was, it was a cool moment, you know, that kind of split second where I thought, what, what's going on? I mean, obviously they went on to win the championship, but like, what's going on here? Like maybe we could do something. Cause obviously we had the team then was competing more than it was now. And there's always, there's always a little bit of hope, you know, there's, a possible underdog story there and given it being game one as well I thought you know if we win one game on the road uh, sorry win one of the two games on the road then we can take it back it might you know give us a chance but um, yeah that, that that moment of hope was probably my best moment so far So how old Did were you, you when you moved out there when you said you were in 2008 I, I must have been six or seven oh, so you were pretty young then when the magic went to yeah, yeah. And, and I moved back when I was ten I, I was young but I can't because my dad's went to a couple of playoff games and um, I just I just remember there being I mean obviously I was so young I can't remember any of the details of it but there's just been a lot of excitement around the place which is like you know similar things to here like when you know Liverpool are doing well the, the, the city feels good yeah. and, and it, I just I, even though I was young I do remember that when I, when I was when I was over there yeah Did you go to game three and four of the playoffs? No no I didn't I didn't uh, we went back from holiday because I wanted to go and watch um, Six Man Show, I think. Maybe it's Six Man Show, it must have been because they do a lot of things at Harry Buffalo, don't they? Uh, they were doing a watch party down at Harry Buffalo, I think. And I, I wanted to go there, but we were doing something on the night so I couldn't go in the end. But um, yeah, I, d- I didn't manage to get to the games. I normally go to a game or two when I'm over there, depending on what the schedule's like. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't manage to get to those, unfortunately. So, mate, what games? Uh, how many have you been to? A lot of games. 
Yeah, I've I've been to quite a lot because obviously the tickets are quite cheap, especially when you're up yeah. in the gods, uh, the nose, please, as they say. But um, yeah, I used to go sometimes with my dad because obviously, I, this isn't obvious, I have a younger brother and sister, so they w- wouldn't have wanted to stay up for anything like that. But um, if the game was on, like my dad would take me down on like a random weekday sometimes. And uh, we go back once a year. So every time I'll go to a game if possible. But I, like I say, I, I was over there for four years. I went to quite a few. I've been to some since we've gone back. So I probably, it's, I've been to a decent amount, yeah. Any favourite games? Any particular favourites? Standout moments um, that you were there for? Yeah, I, I was there for when we set our first half points record in 2018, 19. I think we played the Hawks. This someone can correct me, but um, it was definitely when we set, definitely when we set the first half points record. Okay. We put up like seventy something 70 in the first something. half. Yeah, and um, my brother and I for my birthday Christmas present, we got tickets uh, on the floor, so I was able to experience that in like a really really cool mm-hmm. setting. So I never sat anywhere near like that before. So um, to be there for that was probably my favourite moment. That's superb. That's brilliant. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, um, you've already probably told us the answer to this one, but what's your favourite magic? Ever put players in there of all time, and why? Well, my favourite magic player of all time uh, has got to be Hino Turkoglu. Because I, when I was younger, there was just something that drew me to him, and I'm not sure why. I um, tweeted a photo of me in his jersey the other day when I was a lot younger for Jersey Day. Um, I just I, I, I don't know why I was really really drawn to him and his game something about it I wasn't old enough to understand the game at all but it wasn't like you know Jimmy Nelson or Dwight Howard or anyone that I went for the obvious ones I went for Turkoglu and he just kind of stuck the whole way so probably Turkoglu for that kind of nostalgia reason currently there's so many so many to pick from isn't there I mean yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if it's a bit of an obvious one but there's a reason it'd be an obvious one and I'd probably say Cole because the impact he's having on this team this season is, you know, astronomical. You look at the way that he's carrying the offense, basically, in a lot of our games. You know, we can't, I owe it to him for him to be my favorite player. But um, he's just a fun guy, isn't he? Like, he's hard to dislike. I know, uh, gee, you, you don't like the shimmy shakes and stuff, but when Cole's doing his interviews and he's <laughs> acting daft and he's, you know, he's making us all laugh, he's, he's a really likable guy. And he's just, like the whole culture of the team, I feel, since it's such a young group, they're all really fun, like really fun to watch, like the way they interact with each other and everything. And I feel like Cole's epitomised that, especially in his interviews after this season. And I think he's, I think he's a good investment to be my favourite player because over the next few years, I can only see him getting better. And obviously, like his dad agrees, the mentality that he's got is really, really impressive. And I think, you know, if I say he's my best player now, when he's an all NBA team in a few years' time, well, he was my best player now, so I'm, I'm ahead of the curve. I know, I know, it's a, I know, it's a. You changed your uh, favorite player on the on the profile to to call Paul. That was well, ages ago. Yeah, it was ages ago. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was DJ, wasn't it? We yeah, did it that last DJ, season. No, uh, DJ, yeah, well, DJ was, was just, wasn't with us last season, was he? So he had to change, right? Current roster. <laughs> yeah. I love DJ. I still love DJ. Um, just could do with him not turning up and hurting us like he did like previous uh, yeah. couple of weeks back. But Connell, you, you've already kind of gone to where I was. Like, I was going to ask you who excites you most on this roster. So I'm guessing that that is going to still be the same answer as Cole. So 
to get the best out of Cole when everyone is fit, the roster that we've got, who's your starting five? Who are you playing well, around him to get the best? Well, ev- everyone's fit. It has to be Cole and it has to be Markel as the backcourt. Um, I, I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to know what Markel will be like because it's been such a while since he's been out. But I remember that. You know, that stint that he did play for us when he was healthy, he was doing almost kind of what Cole did now, he felt, where he was playing a level above some of the guys that we had. And I feel like those two together, I'm not sure how well they'll pair. I mean, you, you can you can only know when you put them together, but um, I, it has to be the backcourt because in terms of pure quality, you know, the, the guys are former number one overall draft pick and the other guys, in my opinion, the most improved player of the season so far. So it would have to be those. And then you can't, you can't take a spot away from Franz Wagner after what he's done this season. I mean, the way that, like I say, when it feels like Cole's put the team in his bag, France has done the same. I mean, the past few games, especially, we seem to be like forcing the offense through them at times because we know the quality that they have. And I think the way that he's kind of overperformed, but, you know, we drafted him lower down than some of the other guys. I mean, I guess Scotty Barnes is a good example, but I mean, Jalen Suggs, we drafted above him and we, I think we can all agree that France has had a better start to his NBA career than Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Um, the stat line he's putting up for a rookie in a struggling team is really impressive. And you look at, you know, the rookie ladder, he's already pushing up there. So, I mean, it has to be him also, but not only for his quality, but for his development as well to, you know, continue his start and run in the team. J.I., no question, nothing to be said. I thought the season he got injured, he was on for defensive team. The, the way that he was playing, I thought yeah. that, that, that should have been nailed on, no question. Obviously, it's a real shame what happened to him. But, Hopefully he can get back. And then at the five, I'd say Wendell, because as much as I've I'm a big Mo Bamba enthusiast, I've got his jersey, I've loved him for years. I remember the night we drafted him, I was really excited. But I feel like Wendell offers more consistency than Mo at the five. Um I feel like some nights you'll see like some a big double, I mean big double double from Mo and he'll he'll look like the best player on the floor sometimes because I feel like just how big and wide and stretchy he is sometimes he just kind of takes my attention away from everything else that's going on in the game but um, I, I, I feel like Wendell is a safer option at the five uh, just from the way that he plays and the kind it's just in, in my mind he's gonna he's gonna give me more security in myself to watch Magic Games than Mo Bamba is right now that's not, not saying that can't change but um Yes, that's my answer. I'm going to go for Markel, Cole, Franz, J.I. and Wendell. I've dragged on a bit there, sorry. Solid team. No. Solid team. How good good do you think they could be together as a a fine? Well, the beautiful thing about it is we don't have to worry about any of them. Well, hopefully we don't have to worry about anything regressing in the near future. So you look in a few years' time and obviously huge Magic fan bias, but I think we've got a former number one overall pick, a most improved player contender, uh, rookie of the Year contender, someone who was on Defensive Player of the Year, and a really, really solid guy at the five, who also has proved a little bit that he can shoot the three this season as well, which is becoming more and more valuable. I mean, it's it's, it's a hard one because I just, if I had a crystal ball in front of me, I'd tell you. But I, I think we can be. A, I think if we kind of extrapolate from the starts that they've had to their career, if we should avoid injuries, that that that's a playoff team in my mind, without any doubt, if they're all, if they gel together, like I think they can, and if they, if their quality complements each other on the floor, playoff team, late playoff team, 
maybe it's that we need them to turn into real stars because you can see the potential for it but we we need them to kind of turn into real stars who can kind of take over games and win it by themselves I'll take that mate I'm happy with that I'd be happy with that as well 100% yeah Um, so you've touched upon your favourite jerseys mentioned the Turkle ones have you got many jerseys and whatever magic merchandise um, you know the best ones you've got I was going to stick some of it on, but all of it's at home and I'm at uni, so I, I just yeah. kept this on from earlier. I've got the first the first orange jersey that we got uh, the, a couple of years back. I've got an Aaron Gordon one of those, so I don't really touch that. That kind of stays in the cupboard. Um, I've also got a Mo Bamba one from uh, Blue, one from the season that he was drafted. Um, and then that Turkley one, which is a bit small for me now. Um, but you know, it, make, it makes me look big uh, if I wanted to put it on. But yeah, I've got those three. I've got you know tracky bottoms. I've got a quarter zip, just a grey one. Um, I've got a hat. I've got sweatband and uh, you know sweatbands around my wrist as well. Yeah. Uh, so if I, if I wanted to suit up and you know full magic, yeah, I could probably walk on the floor and no one would know any different. Oh, good man. <laughs> Apart from the fact that I'm five foot ten, maybe that would give something away. But um, I'd look the part. No, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with looking no. the part. No, no, you'll fit in right. You fit in very well, mate. Right, let's move on to last week's games. I'll just give you a quick recap. Recap in case you did switch off at any point. So on Saturday night we played the Los Angeles Clippers. We lost 106 to 104. Uh, game. Went down to the wire with Terence Ross missing a short two-point shot um, at the horn. Cole Anthony had given us uh, a chance tying the game late in the last minute. Uh, he led scorers with 23 points. Wendell Carter Jr. got 14 rebounds, seven assists. Uh, but unfortunately, we dropped it. Um, the following night, we played the LA Lakers. Uh, I'm probably going to keep this one even shorter. We lost 106 to 94. Cole scoring 21 points. Um, we no, I, I can't. I can't leave it short, can I? Because um, in fairness, we played very well for three quarters. I've got to mention this: a 23-0 run in the third broke a 56-55 Magic lead uh, and resulted in a 78-56. Uh, Laker lead. Uh, LeBron just turned it up, didn't he? In fairness, but in fairness, the other three quarters we were very good, competitive. So you can't really complain on, uh, you know, for a developing team. Um, and then the last game was last night's encounter with Atlanta. Um, we we lost 111 to 99. Mo Wagner led the way with 19 points. Wendell finished with. 15 rebounds and Terence Ross with eight assists. We were playing without Gary Harris and Mo Bamba. So, guys, um, just thoughts on the week, any positives, any something you didn't like, etc. Uh, I'll just go round round the table. Uh, Mikey. Uh you, you really summed it up, didn't you, by saying that we keep having these games where we're having a quarter, we're having stretches in a quarter where we are really struggling. To score the ball. When you look at the Clippers game, we only scored 14 in the second quarter. I think we only scored 10 in the third against the Lakers. Those are the quarters that are killing us. Um, And yeah, and and we still had a chance to win the game against LA. uh, Sorry, against the Clippers. Um, Yeah, I mean, 
and we didn't expect a lot against the Clippers or Lakers, especially in a back-to-back. Um, we thought we'd be competitive and we were um, for stretches, but we just find these stretches where we just cannot score the ball. Um, and then we just can't stop the bleeding on the other end as well. Um, and bad offence leads to bad defence in, in stages as well. So, um yeah, Atlanta was better as a more consistent scoring night. I think we scored 20 something in all four quarters, but Trey Young set the tone early in in the first quarter for the Hawks and uh we were playing catch up then for the rest of the night, weren't we? But uh yeah, disappointing week, but uh this is what me and Paul predicted. I knew there would be a silver line in there for you and Paul, <laughs> wouldn't there? It is a very very thin silver lining though. It is, it is. How about you, Connell? I mean, what I kind of had in mind to talk about this was these quarters that we seem to have where when you look at the box score for the game, you think, okay, we're competing, we're competing. And then there's a 10-point quarter where we've been outscored by 20 points sometimes. And I think that the way that we've been careless and we've turned the ball over on offence must be, I mean, like like you say, it leads to, we then bleed on the defence. So we turn the ball over carefully on offence and it is a, it's a young team who are still kind of learning how to, you know, be playing at this level with guys who've been in the league for, you know, decades now. Um, so they're turning the ball over and they're thinking, oh, God, what am I doing? We need to hustle back. And then we're letting points go on the other end and then it's becoming a bit of a vicious cycle which seems to happen in these quarters. We'll get to the end of the quarter and then, you know, Mose will calm them down and he might, he'll give them whatever, you know, wisdom he gives them, I'm not sure. But um, it just, it does seem to be those periods of the game where sometimes I'll look at us and we're playing a team like the Clippers or the Lakers and I'll think, you know, here we are. Like, it, you know, you think you're the Clippers or the Lakers, we're giving you a real game here. I mean, we're keeping it, we're keeping it tight, but then we just go through a spell where you think, why are we doing this again? Like, it's like, you, you just feel like when the ball goes up, it's not going to go in and you get that feeling throughout the quarter and then it's over and then there's there's no there's no way back for it. We need to find a way to keep the consistency that we are finding through quarters. Um, that's a negative, a positive that I might take from the week, which I've alluded to earlier in the podcast, is Cole and Franz specifically because, you know, we've got a rookie and a guy's in his second year who are putting an NBA team on their back at times, which you never see happen. Um, but, you know, you look at the stat lines, you look at what they're averaging and you watch the games, you see the way that the offense is trying to move through them all the time, which is why I think having Markel especially back in the team is going to give us a completely different options that we can split it three ways rather than these two because they know, even though they are really talented guys, they're young and the offense have shown, uh, sorry, the opposition's defense have shown they know how to shut them down. But it's obvious that because we know there are two most reliable scoring options that we're going to use them. So even though it's a positive that they're taking on such a big role at such a young age, it can be found out. But still, I'm I'm so happy with those guys. Even like, you know, these past couple of weeks, it's not been, well, this season, it's not been a great run of results. But still, that's a definitely a positive that you can take. Definitely. Paul? Um, well, I think enough's been said about the that third quarter against LA, um, except I did find the stat of... Uh, Orlando's two of 23 shooting in that third quarter is the worst percentage by a Lakers opponent in a quarter since 1999. That's horrendous. Shows how bad it was. And yet we still gave them a game. We still were there. And that's where I'm going to go. 
this team doesn't know when it's beaten. The positivity, the fight that they've got, the belief that they've got in one another and working together. That's where I'm going to go with it for the week. Um, the other thing I really enjoyed this week, loved Robin Lopez owning Dwight Howard. <laughs> really like that. Really like that. Um you know, I, I thought he, I thought Robin Lopez played really well. His contribution against Lakers, nine points, seven rebounds, two assists and a block. But he really gave Dwight Howard a solid, hard game. Um, very impressed. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the spirit. Even against, I don't think any of us really expected much from the Atlanta game last night. They're coming off an 11-day, five-game road trip out west. Okay, there's not, necessarily a huge amount of traveling involved where in a couple of days that you know it's not that far from LA to sorry from San Francisco to LA and you had several days in LA but it's an eight hour difference when you're flying back um or sorry five hour difference five I think it's five isn't it so there's still there's still fatigue you're still in a hotel room you still there's still going to be an effect of that traveling on you, so I don't think any of us really expected a huge amount from the Atlanta game last night. There was always going to be some hangover from it, and I think we saw that. It was it was a bit lackluster, but even so, the team still had spirit and were trying and playing for one another. That's yeah. that's a hell of that's a hell of a place to build from. Yeah, and in fairness, Greg Anthony said that on Monday on the pod. He said yeah. they'll. When we get back in Orlando, the first game is normally going to be a struggle as they, you know, get acclimatized back to home surroundings, etc. So, yeah. um, for me, this week, one thing I've been—you, you guys have mentioned all the positives, so I'll just, you know, flip it a little bit. One criticism. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, the officials have been. Wow, I can't complain a... about the officials. Um, is defending the three-point line? I've been so frustrated with defending the three-point shot. You know, okay, teams move the ball well and they get the good open shot, but at times it feels that the effort isn't there to stay up on your man. We saw Luke Kennard go off on us. Uh, we've seen Andrew Wiggins the week before last, go eight of ten. The, you know, Luke Kennard's a good three-point shooter. Wiggins isn't. Um, I, I, do, I don't know. I just I just get a little bit frustrated at times. Um, but... We haven't got a full roster, so um, you know I'll give them that. But that's my only quibble, I suppose. We're just getting absolutely annihilated on the three-point uh, shot. Does anyone agree with that? Yeah, the three's been a problem, yeah. mate. Um, I think actually, if you look, it's been more of an issue um, since Jalen went out as well. Mm. Since he's been out, that's been a stat that's getting worse. Um, I didn't realise that he was defending the three points so well but clearly he was forcing people to pass the ball and, and move it away from, from the position where they're now getting shots yeah we are worse since uh, he's gone out which uh, I think we're finally... second or third overall in the league uh, opponent field field goal three point percentage um, I think I, I heard the other day um, and I can't imagine it's gone any better after last night's game against the Hawks Anyway, right, moving on. So as um, Mikey's been smiling through all this with his 0-3 prediction, uh, so Mikey and Paul both got it right last week with 0-3. I went 1-2. and two. Um, So Paul has taken the lead in our 
Shocking. Weekly prediction. Don't worry, folks. Normal service will be resumed. I will be back in the spoon position soon. We'll get we'll get to the week ahead in a second. But just a, a quick recap. A magic moments is still going on. Um, we've gone through our 29 games. Uh, at the moment, Paul and Mikey are currently tied fifth with 82 points. Uh, there's another Paul who's leading the way. Um, I can't remember. I think he's got about 88 points. I'm in second, 86. Ross Midlands, 84th, and Callum Dixon is in fourth with 83 points. So, um, yeah, keep playing that, guys, and um, keep climbing the table. Right. So, the week ahead. Um, so, tomorrow night, we've got Star Wars night, as was mentioned by Jeff Turner on last night's telecast so that is a midnight tip we then travel to brooklyn on saturday night uh so sunday morning uh, which is a half past midnight uh tip off on the road and then we will face the toronto raptors monday night uh, again 12 30 on the road before we record our next podcast i believe it's next thursday guys it is i want to say it that is. Okay, so let's go to predictions. So we'll let Connell go first. I think we'll fair, mate, in the in, three games. Uh, I, I, I want to... It's, it's, it's a way of between optimism and realism here because I, I, I'd love to think that we can do more than I actually believe that we can. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for one and two. And I think the game we'll take will be in Toronto because there'll be something about the Scotty Barnes game that, you know, obviously before the draft, there was a lot of talk about him between Magic fans and Raptors fans, definitely on social media, there's been a lot of debate. Um, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs, stuff like that. I, I, I just, I feel like I've got a good feeling we'll go up there and we'll take away. And obviously Brooklyn is Brooklyn and I think we just have to be honest about that. I mean, they've got, in my opinion, the best player in the world right now. I think to be able to do anything against him is going to be really, really tough. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go one and two for this week. Okay, cool. Uh, Mikey? I'm also going to go one and two this week. And I was I was actually going to go the same with Connell, but I want to be different. So I'm going to say we're going to beat the Heat on Star Wars night. And uh, Battling the evil empire. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're all eagerly anticipating faults to make a return. And I just wonder whether this might be the game to bring him back bring bring a yeah I think faults might we might see faults this week and I think if we can see him against the heat on Friday then that might give us a bit of a lift we're not expecting him to play a lot of minutes from the start but just him suiting up is going to give everyone a bit of a boost and especially with the injuries I mean Gary Harris is hurt again so we keep we, we need to plug some gaps so yeah let's beat Miami and then I think we'll lose the two road games Paul I am tempted to say that we could beat Miami no Oladipo no Adebayo no Jimmy Butler Markeith Morris is out um, Caleb Martin Tyler Heroes day to day oh well we're definitely beating the heat Hang well, on, hang on. Mark mate. Morris is still out from that shoulder charge, is he? He's uh, oh. mate. He's missed last night. Uh, last night's game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's hey, um, 
you look at the, their starting unit last night was Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, PJ Tucker, Duncan Robinson, and uh, former Magic favourite Dwayne Dedman. Um, it's okay. but they still pulled out the results against Philadelphia with that unit, and every one of those starters scored double points, double figures. Sorry. Um, so to be different, Owen three. I'm gonna, I don't. We're not taking anything this week. Love the optimism, Paul. Right, <laughs> I'm just, I do think. I do think. We, I do believe we've got a good, good chance against Miami. But and, and I'll say this as well. Cole was due a big game because he did not play well he last is. night. Bounce back game. So uh, back. good players don't have two on a row. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, head or heart. Head or heart. Right. <laughs> Heart, one and two, be Brooklyn, because Brooklyn are missing a lot of players as well. They are. Whilst whilst they have Durant, Harden, obviously Kyrie's doing Kyrie things, um, and they're bringing it. Okay, they get, get they brought in Langston Galloway, who uh, you know goes off on us, but and it is on the road. I can see us potentially taking one game this week, uh, and like you guys have just discussed about Miami. They're not, you know, fighting fit. Um, I think Brooklyn are potentially beatable uh, if we get it together. And, and Toronto, they're not all that, to be honest. I think we've got some decent players, but it's the NBA. Any team can beat any team on any given night. So um, I will also go one and two. And uh, just to be different from the other two, I will say we'll beat Brooklyn. So uh, let's lock those for, in for the tiebreak. Yeah, yeah, and it means you've got to come on next week, Paul, and, and tell Dante and George that uh, you went 0 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting tactically, I've got no problem on that. <laughs> and you're winning, and you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, every time last season, I was the one that was constantly going positive, and where was I last place by some distance this, this season? I'm embracing the tank. <laughs> Fair enough, that's fair enough. God. Right. So, no, magic I'm not. Trust me, I'm time. Not, I hate the tanking. It's no fun, is it? It's not at all. I don't. I don't watch him to. I don't want to watch him to lose. It's, no, I want no, to see him win. I, I need to unfollow Tankathon on Twitter actually, because now's just not the time of year to be getting tweets from Tankathon. I'll follow them back a bit later down the road, but yeah. it's just because one came up last night, and I was tempted. I thought, should I just see what the odds are? And I too uh, soon. You don't need to. We're, we're second. We got the best odds at the moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I know. that's all you need to know. I think we're half a game back at Detroit for last place in yeah. the league, aren't we? At yeah. the moment, I think we've won. Yeah, one more and lost two more than them. I think so. If I'm correct, yeah. yeah two, and then, we've lost two yeah, more. Just, I think. Absolutely correct. Five, five and twenty-four for us. Four and twenty-two for them. Yeah. And then I think there's like a four game gap between us and OKC. Yeah, eight and nineteen they are. So yeah, wow. don't need Tankathon to tell you anything. No, <laughs> I'm just that's that's all you need to know. Leave that website alone. Yeah, <laughs> we just need we just need the basketball gods in um, June or whatever, July, whenever it is. Right, magic trivia time. You look happy, boys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ready. So I've got a I've got a couple of topical questions. 
But um, I also have Who Am I, which I um, was having a look on Facebook and it was a magic group. And um, Nick Maurice uh, actually put this on and, and I struggled with this. So I thought I'll just share it. So uh, shout out to him. So I'm stealing it from him. So this player, okay, is an NBA Hall of Famer and top 75 player. Okay, so you're not going to get it from that unless you, you know, 75 to one shot. Um, he played for the Magic for one season. Dominique Wilkins. Jesus, Mikey. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> Let everyone else have a chance. Get That's in. fine by me. Right, next. <laughs> I'll finish it off, right? Um, he never won an NBA championship. First ever title was the Euro League Championship. He played for Atlanta, the LA Clippers, Boston, San Antonio, and Orlando. And he won the Euro League Championship with Panathinaikos in 95 96. That can go in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Keep, keep the podcast short, Mikey. Well done. Yeah, yeah running over to, not running okay. over today. Okay. Um, with with Steph, Steph Curry um, making um, headlines this week, obviously. Can you tell me who, after Curry, the, the longest active consecutive run with at least one made three-point field goal in the NBA? And I feel like Connell knows this. So hold that Luke? thought, young man. Okay, yeah, I'm done. Hold that thought, young man, just to see if these uh, these two old codgers can... Um... Hey, you're older than me, son. What are you yeah, I know. I, we're in the I'm same older than the hills, so... I'm so, not joining so Steph, this conversation. <laughs> so Steph Curry has made 152 uh, consecutive games with at least one three-point field goal made. So Connell's been watching NBA on TNT, obviously. I have. Uh, I think so. And, and the next best has made consecutive threes in 40 games. So any ideas? What? Well, I, well, I'm just going to put it out there based on the first sound that came out of Connell's <laughs> Yeah, I, that's what I was going with as well. Is it I Lou Williams? No. 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 I, I, no. I've got a feeling it got mentioned. Is it Luke Kennard when we played him? No, it's not. No? Go on, Connell. Is Lou Dort the correct answer? Wow. Correct answer. Embarrassing if it wasn't after all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought he made quite a few. Yeah. It's, it's surprising. I, I actually saw the rest of the stats. He's shooting similar percentages, obviously not quite as good, but similar percentages to Steph. And he's only made like 20 less threes this season than Steph, something like that. Really? Which is really, really like, I, I was shocked when I read it. Yeah. Went undrafted as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. He did. Strong um, my, my, my brother uh, is an OKC fan and he, he speaks very highly of it. So, so yeah. the last one, right, is... Um, the most three-point field goals made in a season by a pair of teammates. So I've got a top three list here, right? So that's combined. So, for example, you had uh, Cole Anthony and Franz Wagner. Total season. Okay, so I'll tell you the, the number and you can, you can guess the three. So 525 is first place. Then it's 483. Then 435. So, go on then. Tell, tell me the obvious one. One, one pairing's got to be obvious, hasn't it? Ste- yeah, yeah, it's got to be Splash. Steph and Clay. Okay, Steph and Clay is first with 525 in 2014-15. They're also second 
in four, um, in 2012-13 with 483. They're not in third, though. So see if you can guess. You might have to go down a rabbit hole, as David Steele would say. Um, For the next well, one. Thinking, who, who are the other three-point shooters? Yeah, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Um, who were they were they pairing up with that might have been able to get those type of numbers? Uh, so if you want a clue, you've got to think a little bit close to home. What not Miami? Not, not Wade and LeBron. No. no. Home. Home. Not not Miami. Home. We're looking, we're looking at my. Uh, we're looking at Orlando then, are we? Really, we're looking at the Orlando Magic. Ah, Rashad, no Rashad then. Three D. Hey guys, I went oh, down the rabbit hole. Oh, Mikey. No, 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 Paul. I think Paul's right. Three D. Three D is one of them. And there's got to be Penny, surely. Nick. A better three-point shooter than Penny, Mike. It's Nick. Penny and, sorry, Dennis Scott and Nick Anderson made 435 three-point field goals in 95-96 season. So they are third. I know. And and you've got to think. You've got to think they probably don't take as many back then either as they do now. Exactly. Exactly. So it was the, uh, you know, the dawn of the new uh, three-point era kind of thing. I saw... Um, Trailblazers. Some somebody tweet out because um, before I think it was before the Atlanta game, Nick was on court shooting threes. He was. He was. He and made two th- and three, the tweet was, yeah, um, something along the lines of um, Nick. Nick made them walk. And now Steph's yeah, making them now, run so or something could, to that yeah, effect. Something like that. Yeah, or gave them. So the Nick gave them wings so they so Steph could fly or something of that yeah. nature. And that's that's the yeah. only reason that it sort of made me think that way. I would have gone yeah. there had it not been for you saying think close to home. Yeah, uh, no, that's a, that's an incredible stat. Good work, G. Got any other like questions that. to make up for that one earlier? It was pretty easy. No, you you spoke that with me, so uh, you have to wait till next week now. <laughs> Unfortunately, mate. So that's your three for this week. Right. Um, so. Thank you, Connell, for, for joining us. I'm sure we'll be having you on many, many times over, over the course of the season. Now you're part of the team. So did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I had a really good time. It's, it's good fun, isn't it? I know I said it was fun at the start. It's, it's just good fun, really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed myself, yeah. I, I look forward to coming back. And you're uh, representing us again shortly after, shortly after this, aren't you, mate? Yes, straight after this, 11 o'clock, yeah, going with, with the big boys, with Kenzie. So... Yeah, that, that's something to look forward to as well. So make sure I think I guess it will post the the link in at some point on uh, our on our socials. But uh, yeah. which one is it called? Uh, is it sound off? Sound off. Sound, sound off. off. Yeah. Magic sound sound off. off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out for that as well. Definitely, yeah. definitely. So uh, thank you as always for listening and watching. We'll be recording our next episode on the twenty first of December. Uh, Christmas special with George Galante and Dante Marcatellis. God, I can't speak. George Galante and Dante Marcatelli. I was thinking of the Galante dance. Because you went in the opposite order to normal. That's what's done you. It's because I was trying to line up for the Galante and Dante show. 
George has told us is the correct way. Um, you can find all of our links in the description uh, or on our website, orlandomagicuk.com. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us your comments and questions. We all love hearing from you. So from Mikey, Paul, Connell and myself, until next time, go magic.